G'day guys and welcome to the next episode of the Two Red Chairs podcast. I'm Frank and today it's just me here on this podcast. I'm doing a live stream on Instagram live while I'm recording this to show how we can all create a podcast in this day and age very easily. But at the same respect, I want to create some content for the current climate that we're in at the moment to cover some of the things that we can do in economic downturn periods or um, just worldwide um, events that affect us all and, and play a big part on us as design business owners in a time of uncertainty. So there's a bit to cover and I'm trying to get this done in about 30 minutes. So I'm going to probably fly through a lot of these things and a lot of these things as well I've also covered in some of my Instagram content. So if you want to refer back to some of those things, check out that content. I would highly suggest you do that and uh, let's get the ball rolling. So the first thing I want to suggest for all of us, and this is something I do a lot of myself, some of the things I don't do myself yet, they're on my to-do list. And at the moment, this is the big time for me to be doing some of these things. So first things first is assessing your business situation. And what I mean by that is getting your business structure and finances in order. Now, I'm assuming that once you start your business, you probably have a lot of these things done, but for some business owners and designers, we, we neglect some of these little bits and pieces. So the key top ones that you really want to make sure we're, we're covering and ticking off are things like Runway. And I've done a couple of posts about Runway. I did a, a bit of a long IGTV video and YouTube video on this. Um, but it's the amount of money that you can hold aside for periods where work dries up. And at this current time of where we are in the world, that is a potential um problem for us. Um, it might not be, who knows in, in, in what's going to be ahead, but it's that uncertainty where runway comes into play. So a good rule of thumb is to have three to six months worth of runway. How do you get runway though? Um, if you've not started your business, now would be the time to start squirreling away that money. And it might be say 10% of your current paycheck, maybe more depending on how quick you want to get to your business. But if you're currently running your business and you're running on fumes, which I did myself, I started my business without runway. And that was a bit unsecure of me to do so. There was calculated risk though, because I did have a client that was on retainer to be able to have consistent work coming in on a month to month basis for about 18 months. At the end of that 18 months, I had six months worth of runway to cover me at a period like now, which has worked out very well. So in an uncertain time as we are in now, uh, I'm pretty well covered financially. And that's what I want for you guys to have as well, is that certainty that you can go into a client meeting, proposal, whatever it is, to have the ability to not be desperate to not need that job. You are there to serve that client as best you possibly can, but you're not doing it solely for the money. You're doing it to help them. And if they don't find you the person that, that needs to be that person that does the job, then that's no skin off your nose. So Runway is that ability to give you that confidence that not every job needs to be sold. You want to have a high close rate, obviously, but Runway is one of those things that it's a good backup to keep you confident. 
The next one is knowing your budget. So this thing, um, budgeting, probably scares a lot of us. I hate money at the best of times and knowing where my money is going. A good rule of thumb for me is having a clear split of 50-50. 50 is mine, 50 is the businesses or the governments in a kind of roundabout way. So if you look at every job that you get, so if you have a $1,000 job, think of $500 as being yours. You might get a little bit more at the end of a tax year in, in um, your tax return, who knows, but it depends on how you manage your business. What I would say is that extra 50, so the other 50%, not the extra 50%, but the other 50% is there for you to use very wisely. Rule of thumb for me is 10 to 15% for business expenses. The other 30% is for tax. And then another 10% in there is for 9.5% in Australia is for superannuation for you know your retirement fund to squirrel that away and make sure you have that so that when you retire, you have a nice little egg there sitting for you to live a comfortable lifestyle when you retire. Now, doing budgeting is, is not just sort of set and forget. You need to keep assessing this on, on a constant. You need to know how much you can pay yourself based on the amount of money that you are bringing in and you need to be then pricing your work accordingly to meet that budget. You need to be closing enough work to meet that budget. If you are budgeting before you start your business, that is the opportunity that you need to set your prices at a rate that will make sure that you can realistically hit that budget month after month. So if you need $5,000 every month, you need to be closing $5,000 worth of work. $2,500 is yours, definitely. The other is for the business. If you obviously need more than that, you might need something like over $10,000, and that's quite a lot. And that gives you the perspective of, should I be in business or not? Can I do this realistically to support either just yourself or even your family? I have to think about this kind of stuff for my family. And that's a calculated risk of going into business for yourself. The next part is accounting. Now, um, I hate accounting. <laughs> I'll be totally honest with you guys. Um, accounting is one of those things that I don't mind the bookkeeping side of things because it's just process driven. There's no real thinking towards it. You just need to be there and present to make sure all your expenses are ticked off, your invoices are processed. And if you use programs like QuickBooks or Xero, or any different online tool to process payments, invoices, um, expenses, and then have an accountant come in to make sure that you are doing the right thing, that will save you. You can do all this sort of stuff in an Excel spreadsheet. It requires a bit more manual labor. That's the only thing. So maybe it is a time to invest into some accounting software if that is your bag. Um, it's something I do. I use QuickBooks myself to manage my finances. It's it's what my accountant uses, and it, it's pretty damn simple, and it's fairly cheap as well. It's about $20, $25 a month. You can get cheaper options as well. It depends on your structure of business. Now, what you also want to know in this current situation that we are in, if you're in Australia, the Australian government has set up different stimulus packages that may incentivize certain parts of your business. I would highly suggest now is the time to be chatting with your accountant on the phone. You can't meet them in person at, at the moment on the phone or on a Zoom call and um, be assessing your financial situation at a time like this because now is the ideal time. You have three months until the end of our tax year, our financial year 
to get those finances in order and take advantage of these incentives that will help your business. Whew, still going in this particular part. The next part is the legal stuff, and it's things like your contracts, it's your privacy policies on your website, and I'm not going to go into this too much in detail because on Wednesday, I am dropping another podcast with Riz from Found Legal, who I think might even be watching this live stream or she's dropped in and out of seen her drop in here, is getting that stuff in order. So that way, when you are engaging with a client, you have a contract and an agreement set up that sets the expectations for any engagement you have with a client. It makes them feel more comfortable. It makes you a hell of a lot more comfortable and sets the tone for that relationship and that product to get off on the right foot. Okay, so that's assessing your business situation. The next is to make sure that you're easily contactable. Now, this is pretty stock standard stuff here, guys. Um, Do you have a website that has your contact information? If you don't have a website at the moment, have just a landing page for now that has links to your social media accounts, has a link to your email address so that way it pops up in an instant email address um, window. That's the one I'm thinking, yeah. It pops up to a new email on their server, your email server, to write an email and contact you. You could have your business phone number or your you know contact phone number on there as well, if you like. Um, my number is not on my websites just because I did that to begin with my business and I just got a lot of spam calls. So I generally keep it to either a contact form on my website or an email that you can email and contact me. Pretty simple stuff, right? The next is that social presence. So to have your contact information on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn, um, TikTok, I I haven't got into TikTok. You might be able to do it there. I'm not sure but just easily contactable on those places where people might find you and want to contact you from, you know, that social content that you might be putting up. The next one is your um, Google My Business page. This is free to set up. And if a business or an individual searches you on Google and you come up, you're going to have some information there on your um, Google listing if they know exactly your name and it can have testimonials where you're located and then obviously you're going to have links to your website and other social medias that will come up. Standard stuff. Hope that makes sense. The next part is to position yourself as a creative professional. Now, this is a uh, this is a hard one. It takes a lot of work to be doing this, to position yourself as a valuable entity that can solve a client's problem. And it requires... Things like having a website that has content or messaging that is catered to your specific audience. Um, If you have a specific target market in mind, if you've niched down into um, a specific um, industry, let's say I'm niching down into tech for my G'day Frank business, that is something to keep in mind so that way you can really hone down what you're talking about in your website. Um, Similarly, you want to have your branded touch points be professionally showing off your identity, who you are, what you're about, what you do, um, and that includes social media, but it also includes things like your business card, having an invoice template that looks, you know, the shit, proposal templates, um, brand guideline documents if you do branding, um, all these kinds of things that allow a client to see that you have got all your ducks in a row to be a professional creative um, and the website's a big one of that. It's ability to show you who you are, what you can do, um, what problems you solve and how you solve them. And then obviously contacting you. 
The other things you can do to show that ability and what you can do and how you do it is case studies. You can have them on your website, you can have them on Behance, and people can find you in those different ways, especially on Behance or even uh, Dribble. Having content on there in addition to your website and social media is a big plus. Um, it really shows off your work and gives a client an insight into the process of how you solve their potential problems. Additionally, to position yourself as a creative professional, it's not just your word, it's got to be someone else's word as well. So if you have existing clients or people that you've worked with that might not have been clients, but you've done a bit of work for them maybe in time, is having testimonials, having people write Google business reviews, um, having testimonials on your website, even in social content, things like that, that, that make that sense of um, likability, trustability, is trustability a word? <laughs> and it makes that person feel like you are the right person for this job and that you are going to be able to be the one that they can trust, they, they can like, that you are going to be the one that solves the problem. Now, the next part is reaching out to your entire network for work. And in, in times like this where it's uncertain if, if work is going to dry up or you're just going to flourish, it's hard to know. So if you're currently sitting in a situation where you don't have work coming in, this is the opportunity to be reaching out to businesses that might be doing it tough, that need to stay proactive and on top of their game and be top of mind in, in their industry and to their own customers, how can you help them as a creative individual? Can you create content for them? Can you create blog posts for them? Can you create video content, podcasts for them? What Whatever your skill set is that you could help a particular business, reach out to them or reach out to people in your network that might not need it, but ask them, is there anyone in your network that you could recommend me to or um, put me in touch with that might need some services to keep their business up and running in this time. They might be going through some hardship or they might just need someone to, you know, as I said, stay top of mind. We're the people that can help solve those problems for businesses and individuals that, you know, might be one-off um, personal brands. Now, for, for this, it's also a case of putting out content for your business to actively show that you are open for business. I did this on my G'day Frank page to say that I'm here, I'm available if you need it. If you if you know me and you haven't engaged with me or you have before and we've gone a bit quiet of late, um, I'm open for business. I'm here and I'm able to do you know, whatever is needed for your business if, if you're looking for, you know, a new brand identity in this time, you, you're self-reflecting and using this time for business development. Um, if it's for social media content, all these things that I just mentioned before is putting it out there so people know you are there and you're present and you are top of mind. That's the big part about being on social media is being top of mind or even contacting people directly you know, commenting on their content, sending them direct messages that might not even be sales or anything like that. This is that time to keep those relationships going because we're all on social media at the moment, especially. We're all at home. We're all checking Instagram. We're all checking, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, whatever it is. So it, it's reaching out to the network that you have available to you and even creating content to expand that network. Now, I'm going to take a little sip break here because I've just been talking for 15 minutes nonstop. And we've still got a heap of people watching here on Instagram Live, which is great. Nice handful there, chiming in and out. Let's dive back into things here. 
Now, learning new skills. This is something that I'm doing myself at the moment, but there's a plethora of things that we could be learning if we have the time to do so. Now, if, if client work is drying up a little bit or you don't have as much as you usually would and you've got a bit of time to twiddle your thumbs, you know, this is that time to, to invest back into you and into your business. It might not even be business related. It might be personal growth development to either learn public speaking or writing courses, things like that that just will help you grow as an individual to possibly better your business. Now, You could delve into making a podcast like I'm showing you here today if you're watching this Instagram live stream um, or if you're listening to this back, I'm I'm shooting this, I'm recording this, I'm editing it all within an hour. Um, You could be creating video content like um, I did in a post this week of me exercising and doing something a bit different or you could be speaking to camera or, you know, doing stories on Instagram or on Snapchat, whatever that looks like it is to you learning how to edit that stuff going a bit further into the craft of creating video content Um, you could be learning how to run ads facebook ads now my friend jara from sbj uh, studios she runs a creative um, and online um, social media management business she's from australia she's from sydney she's a lovely girl and she's offering a discounted rate on -on one-on-one training of how to learn ads i'll put her link in the description notes of this podcast episode Um, but i did this ads training with her a while ago and it's fantastic to know how to use ads for your business in the right way without being salesy to create the right kind of content that would meet your target market either on instagram or on facebook really great resource to learn. The next is Webflow, which I'm learning myself. Um, you can do this through the Webflow um, university that they have on their own website. I forked out a bit more to pay for a course with Ran Sagal with his Flux Academy to learn Webflow. And I've just started that last week and I'm slowly incrementally learning how to use Webflow so I can redesign my own website because it's something that I've had on my list for a while now to do and I'm going to do it. Um, So I'm really looking forward to really getting into that more and executing on that knowledge. Additionally, you guys could use things like Skillshare or Udemy. There is an absolute treasure trove of people out there sharing their knowledge online. And all you need to be doing is paying a monthly subscription fee. It's not that much either. And you can do it at a yearly cost too to have access to an absolute smorgasbord. Smorgasbord? Smorgasbord? whichever way, um, and and learn from creatives, learn from industry professionals on all kinds of things. Um, you know, if you're into logo design, Aaron Draplin has some fantastic logo design courses on there. My mate Jeremy Mura, he has a heap of courses on Skillshare. Even my wife has a Skillshare course if you really want to learn how to sew and make a tote bag at your time to when you go back to work or Back out into the world, you have a nice tote bag to make. These are the kinds of things that you could be learning on Skillshare. Um, It could be learning from people in books or other courses, webinars, YouTube content. Um, You could be learning marketing, branding from people like Seth Godin or Donald Miller or Marty Neumeier. They've got content galore to consume and and read. Um, So if you're reading a new book every couple of weeks or something, this is the time to do it when you might have that downtime. And um, 
I couldn't underestimate learning and reinvesting into yourself, into your own business and into yourself anymore. Um, it's this is the one that blows my mind is that um, that Newton. Um, Isaac Newton, he, back in the day, in the 1600s, when the bubonic plague hit, he discovered gravity and the laws of motion and the amazing things that he came up with was because he was at home during a time that is similar to what we are all going through at the moment. Maybe not as deadly as the plague, but in a very similar situation. And he comes up with these things, and I just find that the most inspiring thing to know that we could all be making change in our home right now. So learn some new skills if you can and you can afford to. Even if you can't afford to, YouTube. YouTube, listen to podcasts, find free ebooks, go to the library when that reopens. Um, yeah, but these, these are the times to, to really start learning. Now, on to creating work. Now, if you don't have client work coming in, this is your time that you could be creating work for yourself and you could be sharing your knowledge and creating that work. So you could be creating a course for Skillshare or selling it on your own website um, through Teachable or on Udemy, whichever way you want to know. So if you know how to do something really well, if you know how to draw, um, if you know how to make a podcast, if you know how to edit video, animate, um, do logo design, branding, brochure design, whatever it is, you could be creating little mini courses that you could sell online and, and create that work to share your knowledge and impart that knowledge onto others that might just be starting. You'd be surprised how much you actually know and you've learned along the way that you might take for granted. So share that knowledge with others. Um, the other one is create products. Now, as designers and creatives, we're able to create things like fonts or, or unused logos that people could buy. Um, you know, texture packs for Photoshop or Illustrator, um, mock-ups. You could generate some mock-ups to sell and put them on things like uh, Creative Market or Envato, all these kinds of sites that allow you to sell your digital products or even physical products. You could sell photographic prints or illustrations on something like Etsy or your own site. You could do all this on your own site even if you had a you know, Squarespace website or a Shopify website, you could be selling these different things and making a bit of money on the side. And this could be supplementing downtimes in your business. Um, it's a similar sort of case to having affiliate marketing. It's having something that's not just reliant on your own um, ability to find client work. Now, the other point that you could do to create work that can help you in the long run isn't for particularly paid work now, but it could help you land paid work in the future. And that's to create self-initiated projects. So if you're sitting on your hands and, you know, hands under your bum and you're just like, what am I going to do now? Is to create, you know, work that could basically sell how you do what you do and, and show people what you do to the people that you are targeting. So for me, I haven't got a lot of tech clients yet. I could be sitting here today creating some brand identity work for a fictional brand to show how I can do and execute all the things that I say I can do. I talk a lot of talk, but I don't, sh I don't have the ability to show a lot of that stuff. And maybe it's a case for me to create a heap of content or a heap of dummy projects to put and make up case studies to show a client that if they come to me with a similar kind of problem that I solve in these 
you know, self-initiated projects, I can go, okay, I haven't had that experience with a particular client, but this is how it could look in this situation if I've got something in the bag there to show. So it could be a website design, it could be a brochure type, it could be a specific type of messaging for a specific type of client um, or industry, things like that that you could create in these times where work dries up but helps you in the long run. The last one of creating work is creating content. Um, this is where you could be posting up your self-initiated projects onto social media. It, it's one of those things that allows you to express yourself and additionally show who you are as an individual. Um, hiding behind your logo, I found, doesn't work. <laughs> I tried to do that when I started G'day Frank and didn't show myself, didn't talk about myself. I just thought, people only want to see my work. Um, no, fucking no. They want to see who you are, what you're about, what you're into, what you stand for, just like we associate with any other brand out there. You want to be able to see what you can do, how you do it, why you do it. All these things is what you can create content around. And if you're sitting there thinking, I don't know what to create content about, or you dry up ideas in two weeks, um, fucking wake up, a dead set fucking wake up, because you should have an absolute endless amount of content that you can talk about. It's something that you could just write down note after note, and this is what I do. I write down notes in the notes app, it's very inception, on my phone for ideas for the future. Things that pop into my mind if I'm listening to a podcast, reading a book, or watching TV, or watching YouTube, whatever it is that sparks some idea, to then be able to create that content and put it out there into the world. And someone might just see that and connect with that and resonate with that. And then from there, you have a treasure trove of great, valuable ideas, um, something that you've shared about yourself so people can know, like, and trust you. They form a relationship with you. And it's not just putting up pieces of content. It's also putting up things like stories. It's putting up IGTV videos um, where you're just sitting there talking on your phone, whatever it is. It's one of those things that you can invest in that time on a consistent basis. It doesn't mean you have to do it every single day. I, I did that for many, many weeks. It's a slog. It's, it's a real investment of your time. But if you can do it on a consistent basis, if it's once a week, if it's three times a week, whatever it is, and mix up that different kind of style of content you do and do it across multiple platforms because you can repurpose content to the cows come home if you don't believe me, look at Gary Vee. He shows you how to take one big pillar bit of content, like a podcast episode, and break that shit down into so many different little things. The next part, apart from creating work, is in times like these, I want to cover is headspace. Um, mental health is something that I don't think we should be taking lightly at any time in our business or any time where shit hits the fan either in our own personal lives or in the global sense that we're in currently now. We're all in the same boat. Um, headspace is something to... It's it's a hard thing, especially as a freelancer, because typically you are the only one dealing with what you are dealing with at that current time. To mitigate that, you need to be connecting with others like you. They're in that same boat that you can riff off. And, and this is why I suggest creating a sense of community in social land. Instagram is a great place to do so. I do this on the daily in DMs and comments, video chats, live streams like I'm doing at the moment while talking about this topic. 
and creating that sense of community where you feel part of something and that you know that it's not just you going through these same either client problems or, or whatever it is. And it's a big reason why I created Team GDL, which is an online community that I've created um, for, for all of us as design business owners or even designers that are still working in a nine-to-five job to come together and share those experiences, share that knowledge and, and not be feeling like they're cut off to be part of something more. Um, so if you want to get involved with that Team GDL, there's a link in the Instagram bio of my G'day Design Life account. There's also a link in the description of the notes of this podcast episode. Do join. We do a monthly, sorry, we do a monthly, we do a weekly call um, on Zoom, but we also do check-ins. There's a chat feature on that. It's kind of a hybrid. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. That's not, I'm not here to sell that at all. Um, the other point of Headspace is things like exercise. And I did this video uh, last night when I recorded this of me getting out there and showing us how we can do a fitness workout at home with the help of uh, Mitch from Briggs Fit and from Bridge the Gap. And he gave us a three simple workouts at home. And exercise can give us more oxygen to the brain, can help us clear our heads. And it doesn't need to be like full on exercise where you wake up the next morning and feeling like your muscles are just about to you know fall off your bones. It could be walking. And I did a challenge a few months back of getting outside for a 10-minute walk before you start your day, writing down a list of what you want to do in that day, and then walking for 10 minutes, you can do 30 minutes, up to you, coming back so you are ready and set for that day. It, it creates such a better mindset to be proactive at what you are about to do. Um, things like meditation as well you could be doing at this stage. It's not something I personally do, but I know a lot of people get something out of meditation where you can just sort of center yourself and block out whatever's going on in your mind, whatever's going on in your head, and then allow you to be able to take the time for you. And that's the biggest thing to as a challenge, especially if you are a business owner, if you are a husband or a wife, or you're a you know boyfriend or girlfriend, or you're a parent, to as well as having a business, there's not that much time for you. Um, so clearing that time in your schedule for things like meditation, for exercise, for even just self-development is a big thing in these kind of times. Um, but my biggest thing with Headspace is just talking. Um, if I don't talk, I bottle things up and I get to a point where I am just about to break. And once I unload either on with somebody that I trust, be it my wife or some mates um, it could be, you know, your girlfriends or, or your partner. It could even be your kids if you've got grown up enough kids, um, even your parents, and, and unload and share what it is you're going through. But it can also be your colleagues, your design friends that you connect with on social media. And I've got a couple of people like this that I generally connect with on the daily that I talk through whatever's going on in my business world, personal life, whatever it is to share that stuff and it makes you feel a lot more connected and not so isolated, especially if you're a freelancer, but even more so in times like this, which we're all isolated. So it makes you feel a lot more connected. So that's the last part about Headspace. And that's the end of the episode, guys. Um, how to stay active as a creative entrepreneur in times that are uncertain, in times that might not just be um, the whole world going to shit, it might be just in your own world, is what you can do to get on top of that 
and be a efficiently creative professional designer in this current climate it's pretty simple to do you have all the tools available to you it's just up to your tenacity to execute and do and be motivated motivation's a hard thing but you can find ways to do this so with that i am going to end it thanks so much for listening to this podcast watching it on youtube thanks so much guys that are watching this on the live stream and i will see you in the next episode cheers guys